This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We're hearing war drums on the Potomac. There's a steady drumbeat in Washington to go to war against climate change. And yesterday we reported that 12 states are urging President Biden to ban the internal combustion engine after 2035. The president then announced he's holding a global summit to get the world to slash CO2 emissions. And he committed the United States to cut carbon emissions in half by the end of this decade. Well, Wall Street took that news to heart and jumped all over the stock of EV automakers. Fisker shot up 17%, Canoe was up 12%, and XL Fleet was hot on its heels. Lucid posted a nearly 8% gain, and even Nikola was up more than 6%. And we know since everyone's going to ask, Tesla was up just over 3%. Investors may be holding back a little bit on Tesla because all the backlash it's facing in China. New and used car prices are soaring, but repair costs are down slightly, according to CarMD. Its annual vehicle health index looks at repair costs and trends, and repair costs averaged just under $380, a drop of 1.6% compared to 2019. Labor costs fell nearly 3%, and parts costs were down 1% as well. CarMD says the drop to the economy competition amongst repair shops and more do-it-yourselfers due to the pandemic drove that down. But the drop will be short-lived. Parts prices are expected to increase because of supply chain issues caused by the lockdowns. They also looked at the increase in catalytic converters being stolen for its precious metals. In 2019, an average of 283 catalytic converters were stolen every month. But last year, that skyrocketed to 1,203 a month. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Automated and autonomous driving are important developments that help make the traffic of the future safer, more efficient, and more comfortable. We are ZF. We know Toyota is bullish on fuel cells, and in North America, it signed a deal with Chevron to build out the hydrogen economy. The two plan to work on public policy to develop the infrastructure, figure out demand for light and heavy-duty applications, and R&D transportation and storage solutions. The goal is to make a large-scale profitable business around hydrogen. But that's not all that's up Toyota's hydrogen sleeve. It also developed a hydrogen-powered ICE engine that it's going to take racing. It's a turbocharged three-cylinder unit that features a modified fuel and injection system to handle the compressed hydrogen. Like any new technology that's first tried out in racing, Toyota hopes to accelerate its understanding of the setup by putting it through an extreme environment. A few of the benefits include a faster combustion rate compared to gasoline, and other than a small amount of emissions from oil burning off, the engine emits zero CO2 when in use. 
Toyota will use the engine in a race version of the Corolla Sport, and its first race is a 24-hour event that kicks off on May 21st. The FIA, the governing body for many racing events, says a new all-electric racing series is under development, and it just revealed the specs for the cars. They'll be similar to the current generation of GT3 cars, like you see from Porsche, Ferrari, and Aston Martin. But they'll have better acceleration and qualifying times. This means that existing GT3 cars will be able to be converted to electric power and race in the series. The FIA will also open the category to anyone else as long as the vehicle fits in the class. It will be nice to see an electric racing series where all the vehicles don't look the same. And because the vehicles come in different shapes and sizes, the powertrain and battery pack will be bespoke as well. The cells will be provided by SAFT, a subsidiary of Total, but teams will be able to build their own layouts with a maximum capacity of 87 kilowatt hours. Cars will be expected to charge during pit stops, but they'll only have to go to 60%, and thanks to 700 kilowatt fast charging, it'll only take a little more than four minutes to do that. Manufacturers can choose between two or four motor setups with both two and four wheel drive allowed, but total power can exceed 450 kilowatts. Bring it all together into a package with a minimum weight of 1,490 to 1,530 kilograms, or about 3,300 to 3,400 pounds, and these suckers will do zero to 100 kilometers an hour in 2.4 seconds and have a top speed of 300 kilometers an hour or about 185 miles per hour. Sounds like it could be a good watch. And here's another car that's going to feel right at home on a racetrack. It's a special edition version of the Ferrari 812 Superfast. At the heart of this beast lurks a V12 engine that's been tuned to make nearly 820 horsepower and rev to 9,500 RPM. Both figures are the highest for any road-going Ferrari ever. To help harness and keep that power in line, the car adopts four-wheel steering. We think the most distinguishing styling features are that carbon fiber blade that stretches across the hood and an aluminum panel with louvers that replaces the rear window. But you'll also notice a number of other carbon fiber components inside and out, as well as a more aggressive rear spoiler. Ferrari says it will release the car's name, along with more information on May 5th during a live-streamed event. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Volkswagen introduced the new Polo earlier today. The front and rear styling has been updated, which features new LED head and taillights. On the inside, a digital instrument cluster with an 8-inch display is now standard. Other standard equipment includes air conditioning, Bluetooth, and heated and electrically adjusted mirrors. 
The new Polo is also available with predictive adaptive cruise control and lane assist. Customers in Europe can begin pre-ordering the new model next month. Ford of Europe is developing new technology to help make nighttime driving easier. It previously used road signs and lane markings as cues to adjust headlights to better illuminate the road. Now it's using GPS data, advanced technologies, and street geometry information to identify turns in the road ahead. An algorithm calculates the direction and speed of the vehicle to automatically adjust the headlights to light up the road, including turns and crossroads. If GPS data is not available, the system will still work by using cameras and steering input to adjust the lights. The technology is still in the prototype phase, so no word on when it will be available. And join us for AutoLine After Hours today. Our guest is Deborah Maluski, who's in charge of sustainability at Ford. Christy Schweinsberg from Ward's Intelligence and Lindsey Brook from SAE will also be on the show. Other topics include the backlash against Tesla in China, how more EVs in China could consume more coal, and whether or not General Motors is backtracking on its commitment to electric cars. So join John and Gary for some of the best insights into what's going on in the global automotive industry. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thank you for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. And by ZF, ZF, driving intelligence for software-defined vehicles and transforming next-generation mobility.